The last time we saw our fierce and facially blessed heroes, the marksmen found the gallant gate. Dr. Wolf, Captain Crimson, the marksman, and the gunslinger gather around the gate, trying to discern how to open it. When it became apparent the party would be unable to physically open the gate, they awaited the wizard to enact his magic. The wizard, finally able to tune in to the magic naturally emanating from the island, pulls the gate open. Our heroes, however, were not the only ones to enter the mountain. The witch doctor, the enchantress, the predator also find the gate. The enchantress reminds both the witch doctor and the predator of their humble path that leads them to this journey. And the wicked trio enter the mountain. The wizard walks side by side with the wolf through the dank and narrow tunnel. The wizard with his staff raised, illuminating the dark hallway. For being ancient and damp, the tunnels retain both structural integrity and intricate stonework carvings. The wolf trots along with his nose in the air and his ears raised, trying to detect any kind of danger that might lie ahead. The walls are lined with fine tapestries, detailing the dwarves' discovery of the magical material that made up this island. Onyx black, glittering gold, deep crimson, plum purple, sky blue, all intermingled in an intricate work of art, seemingly untouched by the damp. The party walked on for what seemed like forever, engaging with the odd automaton roaming the halls and until they came to an opening. The walkway opens up to overlook a massive gorge. A massive underground lake rushes over the rim of the gorge, and along with several smaller waterfalls dropping their contents into a seemingly bottomless gorge. Several winding walkways snake over, through, and along the walls of the gorge. Under this mountain lies endless catacombs, explains the wizard as the others look on in awe. How do we know we're going the right way? asked the marksman. I've been trying to keep my bearings, but I only know which way is Bach. It would be impossible for you to know, unless, like me, you were tapped into the magical energy of this time-changer. At least I, I think that's what it is. I feel a concentration of this island's energy pulsating before me says the wizard. Captain Crimson bringing up the rear of the group when a green flash in his peripheral vision captures his attention. Crimson stares into the enveloping darkness. Crimson comes to a stop as the rest of the group, noticing, slows down with him. What do you see? asks the marksman. I don't know if I saw anything, but for a second I thought I saw the green light over there replies Captain Crimson. The gunslinger focuses on an area, his bionic eye whirring as it surveys the area. I see a walkway down there, but there ain't nothing on it, reports the gunslinger. I wouldn't be surprised if we weren't the only people or things in here, remarks the wizard. But 
with what intention they may have. That is the mystery. The wolf sniffs the air and a low guttural growls emit from his throat. There's a scratching sound as his paws dig into the ancient stonework. The wolf emits a low bark in the direction of the flash of light, his hair standing on end. The marksman, being very attuned with animals after all his years in the wilderness, recognizes the wolf's behavior. Dr. Wolf, it would be best if we could... begins the marksman. Suddenly, the wolf bolts down the hallway, tearing off into the darkness with a cacophony of howls, growls, and barks. Together finishes the marksman. The party continues, led on by the wizard in pursuit of the time-changer, in hopes of finding the wolf along the way. They follow the passage for what seems to be an eternity. The party is assured of progress only as the long tunnel begins to produce offshoots, leading into dining halls, sleeping quarters, and armories. Finally, they come across the magnificent and extensive throne room, the room was well lit with natural light. The mighty tower, seen from outside, serves to redirect the sun's rays into the underground throne room. Several ornate mirrors serve that purpose. The walls were made of marble and onyx, with gold inlaid into intricate, elongated honeycomb designs. In the center of the space of the comb is a shining piece of strange crystal. Two silver staircases that lead up the wall encircle the ceiling, providing access to the tower. Well, I'll be, marvels the captain, as he stares at the treasure piled high up the ornamental walls. Much of the treasure is concentrated in the middle of the throne room, a mound of gold and jewels supporting a platform with a hearth on it. The marksman stares at the sight before him, concerned. Something was missing. There was no traps. Not a single automaton guarding the throne room? And where was Dr. Wolf? He swears he could up the slightest hint of blueberry and tobacco. But the underground damp was playing all sorts of tricks with his sense of smell. He thought he smelt burnt hair earlier. The marksman takes a good look around the room. The gunslinger, however, strides forward towards the throne. The throne sits overlooking the entire majestic room. The throne itself was made out of a multifaceted crystal with ornate gold and silver overlays. The headrest of the throne is made out of countless precious stones with a large piece of a strange crystal at the center stone. Behind the throne are three pillars of marble, accented and polished with red jasper. The two pillars are positioned flanking a larger pillar sitting in the center. The gunslinger, however, notices the pillar seems to not be sat into the wall as the others are. Hey, Mayor, help me with this, motions the gunslinger as he goes to push the center pillar. The gunslinger is overcome as his mission was almost over. Captain Crimson strolls over to give him a hand, and the wizard raises his staff. The marksman goes to walk over, but something catches his eye. In the corner of the room where they entered, a large shadow sits like a spider, crouching by the doorway. Wait! exclaims the marksman. But just as the heroes partially open the door, a blast of green light blows through the opening, knocking them back. From behind the door, 
strolls the Enchantress with the Time Changer in hand.